What's up, guys? I'm Chino. Throughout my journey, I have learned to take each moment, job, relationship, and opportunity as a gift. Each week, I will be sharing my personal experiences, fresh insight from my guests, and discussing topics that help listeners best relate to the journey. I'm deeply passionate about sharing what I've learned in my life to help inspire, motivate, and show that we are never alone. With hardships comes healing, and with personality comes hoops. This is Chino's Best. Hey guys, happy Thursday. I want to jump right in with this episode, feeding off of episode two. um, I just want to be talking about what consistency is in my life. I know in episode two, I was chatting with Elise on basically the foundation of consistency and how it kind of plays into things that we operate with every single day. But I think that for me, consistency runs a little deeper and has more of an effect on the things that I do each day or lack thereof for that matter. And I know that consistency is something that I personally believe everyone struggles with. Like even those people who are creatures of habit and do everything at the same time every single day and they're really, really great about creating habitual things. I truly, truly think that you have to train yourself to get to that level. And then once you have it, just like anything else, you know, riding a bike, playing a sport, practicing something that you love, it starts to come naturally. Um, But as far as the concept of consistency, I really think that it's something that people have to dive into very, very deep at first. And for me, consistency is hard. Like I'm not good with it. And I try to be, I try to be with my personality. So let me rephrase that. I am very consistent in how I am as a human being. I will show up for your birthday party, your kid's birthday party. I'll come to your open houses. I'll come to your sporting events. I'll meet you when no one else is going to meet you. Like I'm very reliable as far as consistency as a person. But when it comes to my own personal consistency for myself, so little things, I make my bed every day, but getting up and taking my vitamins, you know, straying away from drinking espresso every morning and maybe doing coffee or tea rather than like three shots of espresso just to like jumpstart my day. Um, what's another thing, making the bed, taking vitamins, um, journaling, you know, things that I really enjoy that I'll be really great at them for about a week, maybe like eight days, nine days. And then I don't do shit for four days. And then I get anxious. I'm like, God, I really like doing that stuff. I need to jump back on it. And then I just, I struggle with keeping patterns of things that I enjoy. So I really was digging deep on this one and it's tough for me because I see the lack of consistency that has been in my life, I see it reflect into my current life. And here's what I mean by that. Growing up, my home life was never consistent. It was 
my parents were madly in love and then they were freaking the fuck out on each other. It was my little sister and I were the best of friends and then we were fighting and we wouldn't speak for two weeks. So I think that little things like that create that foundation. And then I think about the relationships I've been in. Um, I have some really, really amazing friends and I really truly wholeheartedly know that each relationship I've been in um, romantically has contributed some sort of positivity in my life, but has also added to that negative foundation of inconsistency. So let me think about parental-wise. Um, my Both of my parents, very passionate people, hopeless romantics. You know, my mom is really deep as far as like art goes, like she's super great artist. She does a lot of poems. That's how she expresses herself, which I try. Like I feel like I cannot draw a paint. I can't do that shit. But poem wise, writing wise, I'm here for it. I'm about it. My dad was like this hopeless romantic of let me write you a song let me give you a gesture so if that meant bringing home flowers if that meant you know building something in the garage uh just little things like that that's how they both expressed but unfortunately there is that passion level in a negative way and it would be like balls to the wall screaming at one another my little sister and I like sitting in a closet like waiting for things to die down and it was it was that there was just so much like angst and so much passion and so for me I'm like as a kid you start to think is this normal like is this what marriage is like you're hot you're cold you're happy you're not but you're just you just stick it out because that's who you're married to and you know back then I guess divorce wasn't as prominent. So I truly thought in my head that, you know, well, no matter how much they fight, they're not going to get a divorce. Like they promised to be together forever. And obviously nowadays and being 27, I see that that is not the realistic aspect of the world that we are in, unfortunately. Um, But it was just really hard for me. It was like, okay, so are y'all cool or no? Like what, like what are we doing here? And then I look at that when it comes to the friendships I've had. So I would get in an argument with a friend and mind you, this is like sixth grade, seventh grade. And I would sit there and I would say, okay, well, if we fight, we'll be fine. No big deal. And then there was no boundaries. So it was like the worst things that you could possibly say to someone were being exchanged. And then I would turn around and I would think, okay, well, no big deal because we're just going to be friends. We're going to be friends later, like probably tomorrow, because that's what I had seen throughout my childhood. You know, like, let's flip the fuck out and then, hey, I'll buy you some flowers or I'll write you a poem and shit's going to be dope tomorrow. That is not real life. And I didn't start realizing that until some friends didn't return. And then I started feeling it when people would do that to me and I no longer wanted to have that relationship with them. So I think it opened my eyes a little more on what was acceptable and what wasn't, but also reiterated, you know, what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing when it comes to handling emotions. Now that also is applicable to relationships. Uh, I, let's just start with 
the high school, okay? High school relationship, that's, I mean, we all have boyfriends when we're like in third grade and then fifth grade, sixth and on up, but it doesn't really seem relevant until you're driving. (laughs) So for those of you who have been with the same human being since you were like 10 or 11 and that's who you're married with and you're happy, kudos to fucking you because that is not the realistic aspect of life for me and for anyone that I know. So you guys keep killing it. That's dope. (laughs) That's not my life. But I think it's really sweet if that is anyone else's life who is listening to this. You do you, boo. Anyways, um, yeah, so high school. I dated this guy named Alex and it was, gosh, I was first a sophomore and he was a freshman which, by the way, I have noticed about myself, every dude I've ever dated, like, that has been my boyfriend, is younger than me. For what? Like, for what fucking reason? I don't have any idea. Like, I'll let my therapist dive into that one and explain that one to me because I haven't the slightest clue. But that being said, Alex was a year younger, and I shit you not, we were just, like, hot and heavy, madly in love, everything was great, and then it was... Uh, sorry, I don't want to do this anymore. And then it was me being like panting, like, please don't go, like a little puppy dog. And then everything would be great. And then it wasn't. And then it was great. And then it was, it like, it was constant back and forth. Very toxic, very unhealthy. This went on through graduation. And then when I graduated and I moved away to college, I got the whole speech of, well, you're moving away and I'm going to be here. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, if you wanted to make it work, you would have made it work, but you obviously didn't and you didn't have a pair <laughs> to say, no, thank you. Enjoy college. I no longer am interested in this relationship rather than making it some sob story about like, well, you're moving and I'm going to miss you, but I just don't think it'll work. No, for all of you kids out there who are in relationships that you don't think it's going to work, open your fucking mouth. I swear to God, open it and tell that person that they're wonderful and they're great, but they are not compatible with what you are looking for. And there is something inside of your gut and soul that tells you, you don't want to pair with that human. Because The more you drag it out, the more miserable you're going to be, the more miserable they're going to be. And it's truly, truly not fair. Like you're just withholding yourself and that person from genuinely finding happiness, which if you ask me, and clearly I'm on one today with uh, my opinion, it's just not fair. And it's extremely uh, selfish. It should be selfish. It's extremely selfish. (laughs) So stop it. Cut that shit out. Um, so that was high school. And then I had a couple relationships, actually just one, this guy named Tyler after that. And I felt really bad because super, super nice, amazing family. Um, I have this thing that I've noticed about myself that I crave being closer to someone's family because my family was shit to me. So not that they were bad to me. I didn't I didn't mean it like that. Shit to me in the sense of like it wasn't shit. Like we weren't that close. Like we tried and it just didn't 
work for us. So when people that I date are super close with their family and you're having family nights and you're playing board games and you're eating dinner together and going to church, like that shit is important to me. That's something that I want to instill in my future family. So it's important to me to find someone who has that connection with their family because that's definitely something I want to be a part of. So Tyler was super close with his family. It was a lot of fun. He was born and raised small town. Um, so everyone knew everything. And I kind of liked that. Like I kind of liked that small town feel from that. I started dating my best guy friend, Caleb and Caleb and I were off and on for like four or five years. Like it was a train wreck freaking train wreck. Um, I was dating Tyler and Caleb was my best guy friend and I pretty much fell in love with him. Like reference the notebook if you need a visual. So I, it was like I was emotionally falling in love with my best friend, but was, I already had a boyfriend who I had been with. So it was really, really difficult for me. And I felt really bad because for about eight months, I shit you not, eight months, I was like, oh, Caleb, you're great. You're wonderful. I'm pretty sure I'm falling in love with you, but I'm not ready to break up with Tyler. Selfish as fuck. Like, you cannot have your cake and eat it too, Mackenzie Ray. Like, (laughs) I look at that now and I wish that I could just, like, call these people up and just apologize. I mean, I probably could, but I... I guess maybe like write a letter or something. I don't know. I feel like I feel like some people wouldn't answer my fucking phone call, but I guess I could always try. There's a good uh there's a good domino effect of my thoughts while I record this. Um but yeah, I I was playing games. I wanted both like the best of both worlds and it really really hurt some people and for that I hope that one day They can forgive me as I have forgiven myself. Um, But then I finally decided to let Tyler go. And at that point, I think it was kind of a mutual thing. I think Tyler pretty much recognized like homegirl is here, but is she mentally and emotionally here? Like she's sitting right next to me, but is she here? The answer was no. No, I was not. So I took a leap and started dating Caleb and it was really wonderful at first. It was, it was just like this honeymoon phase of, of us being like, finally. So all of these built up emotions and built up, you know, sexual tension, built up emotional tension, all of these things were finally released. And it was like this breath of fresh air that we could, you know, be together and be in a relationship, which was really nice. And fun and then it went to hell uh in a handbasket it was brutal so we were happy everything was wonderful and then it was like he'd go into panic mode like do I want a relationship I'm a freshman in college I don't know what I want yeah he was younger than me too I was a sophomore at this point um do I want this do I not want this it was like Everything was fun while you're playing beer pong and you're hooking up and you're hanging out at the baseball house and I was like the hot girlfriend that no one else had a shot in hell with and like the trophy girlfriend and that's dead ass like that is so true and I 
have never in my life been the person to just randomly hook up with people. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm 27 years old and I've slept with seven people. That is definitely, I like, I shit you not, I take pride in that. And I was taking pride in the fact that I chose this human. So then it was just kidding. I love you. Come back. This is wonderful. You're amazing. And it's all, it's fine and well when you're like showing off, when you're showing off the relationship and everybody's like, damn bro. And then my girlfriends are like, oh, he's so cute. You guys are so cute. Like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Are you guys going to get married one day? I mean, I, at one point, yeah, I thought that, but no hard pass. And (laughs) now looking at it, it's like, it was fun and then it was brutal and that's what would happen and I shit you not for the next four years it was up and down and up and down like both of us moving different places I moved back home he went to Purdue and at that point it was it was hey yeah you can come hang out but I don't want people to know hey yeah we're together but I'm not posting pictures of you hey yes we're technically in a relationship but I don't want you around my family and the saddest part of this was that I was I was like, all right, okay, whatever, like, I don't care, whatever it takes as long as I'm with you. And now looking at that, I also see those tendencies in my most recent relationship and it's not healthy. Like, that's not okay. Not cool. If someone is saying, yeah, I love you, I want you, let's do this, but hey, I need to hide it no, like, what the fuck? Like, I I don't know if it was desperation. I don't know if it was comfort zone. I don't know if it was fear. Probably a combination of all of those. But for our entire relationship, we would be together for a few months and then break up. And it almost rotated on a let's get back together in the fall and then unsure, 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 and then conveniently would not be together around the holidays, which let me just tell you, it goes Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, then my birthday. My birthday's in February. So everything that I was like craving of let me be around your family, let's do this together, let me buy you presents, which I shower my relationships, like the people I date, I shower them in gifts. That's how I show my affection constantly. I'm like, let me buy you this. Let me buy you that. Let me pay for food. Like, and I would use that. I would use that shit to hook my ex, which is also very toxic and unhealthy. I hope y'all are here for this today because I am just, we are, we are honest. We are letting it all out today. And I'm just exposing my goddamn self. Like here I am guys, (laughs) at least I'm being honest with you. Maybe my therapist can also listen to this and be like, oh, Mackenzie, we're going to have lots of fun next week. Anyways, um, yeah, I I would do anything for that person. And so that's what was happening. I was like, hey, um, I know you said we're not together, but I was really hoping I could come hang out. I got you a present. Mackenzie, the desperation is dripping, sis. And he would say yes, because who doesn't like a good present? The second he would say yes, I would take my ass to the store and buy something, anything. I would search around that bitch just to have something to show up with and not just show up with it. Let's put it in a bag. Let's throw some tissue paper in it. 
you know what, while we're here, Mackenzie, let's get a card. And it was like so obnoxious. I was spending all of this money and extra effort on someone who did not want me. Didn't want me. Okay. So then at that point, I think it was just a matter of guilt. It was like, oh yeah, she's bringing me a gift. Might as well hook up. Why not? And then it would be wonderful. And then it would be like this revelation moment of us being like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe we should be together. I really missed you. Oh, I really missed you too. And then boom, right back to square one. We're dating. Everything's happy. It's healthy. It's great. And then right when summer would hit, oh, you know what? I'm just not looking for anything right now. Okay. AKA enjoy your summer being a slut. That's what that meant. And I still didn't care because you know where I was right back at Purdue every motherfucking fall. Why? Why? Stupid. Stupid. I had to like take it in. Stupid. Why? What was the point? After that, I decided to be consistent with myself. Um, at that point, when everything ended, my dad had just passed away. And for those of you who are not aware, my dad committed suicide in 2015. So that's been a really, really big thing for me. It's uh, actually increased my lack of patience because I look at shit now and I'm like, dude, life is so short. We have no idea what's going to happen. If I love you, I'm telling you. If I don't fuck with you, I'm telling you, I don't have the time to be wasted anymore. And it's it's truly like hardened my sense of giving a shit. And there are definitely things. I'm a very empathetic and sympathetic person. I have a couple friends who are like extreme empaths, like my friend Ashley, my friend Cam, they are extreme empaths. Like when I hurt, they hurt. And I'm not at that level, uh, but I definitely take a minute to be patient and understanding with people. But on the scale of reflecting for myself, I'm like, no, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to waste. Like, what am I doing? Why, why am I choosing this? Why wouldn't I choose this? Why am I staying stuck doing something I don't love? Things of that nature. So it really, really like recalibrated my brain to say, Mackenzie, quit wasting your own time because that's what you're doing. You can't blame other people for wasting your time because you're allowing them to have your time to waste. Get it the fuck together. Then once I was trying to get it together, which I'm I, I'm getting there, I would say I've succeeded uh, more times than none in that concept in the past couple years since my dad passed away. Um, but I spent two and a half years, two and a half years, just doing me. Truly just doing me. Like I didn't go on dates. I wasn't texting people. I did not give two shits. I was just on another level of selfishness, which I feel like each person needs to have a chapter of that in their life. So you can reevaluate who you are, what you want, what your goals are. And I really needed to do that. I needed to focus on myself. I needed to say, you know, what is it that you want out of life? Where are you planning to go? Who are you going to allow on that path with you? So then jump past that. And I was recently in a relationship and 
I noticed those consistency patterns again. And it was up and down. It was, hey, you're magical. You're amazing. You're everything I could ever want, but I'm not looking for a relationship. And so, of course, me, I sit there and I think I think the lack of consistency in my relationships has created this need to try and almost overcompensate and try and earn that person. Like, instead of being in this mindset of, yeah, I'm amazing. If you don't want to be in a relationship with me, you're a moron. Like, you're a fucking idiot because I know what I bring to the table. Reevaluate who's sitting at yours. Instead of having that mindset, which I get sometimes, and I had that when I was just doing my own thing and, you know, setting those limitations in my brain of what I would and would not allow, but I noticed myself doing it again almost trying to like desperately prove to this person how amazing I was and how much I wanted them, which to some extent, I understand everyone out there is like, what do you mean? You, you want to like fight for that person. Yeah. To an extent, like if you really care about someone and you really love them and you want them, go for it. Balls to the wall. Who cares? Say what you got to say, do what you got to do prove to them that they're the person you want to be with and then if they're not reciprocating you like you got to find a way to to go like you got to leave asap because if someone's not appreciating you in those moments why would they appreciate you in marriage why would they appreciate you when you're trying to have babies and you're like oh god pregnant women shout out because y'all are a roller coaster of emotions and i feel so bad because you can't control it but my point is If someone's like, yeah, you're great, you're wonderful, you're everything I've ever wanted, but I'm not looking for a relationship right now, that's called an oxymoron. That doesn't make sense. If I'm so wonderful, why wouldn't you choose me? Rather than someone kind of owning up to their shit and saying, hey, I am really intrigued by meeting you and who you are as a person and what you offer, but when I look at myself as a person... I'm just not where I need to be and I don't think it would be fair for me to to continue investing and allowing you to invest in me until I get to that level. Please, can everyone just be fucking honest? Just be honest if you're in that place. Taking someone's love and affection constantly and just soaking it up is the most selfish and cowardly thing that you could possibly do. Like, hey, I don't want to give to you, but yeah, I'll go ahead and soak up all the nice shit you want to do and say for me. Absolutely not. Like, and and it's, I don't want to say it's fully that person's fault because we all do it to one another. Like, we do it to each other. You've got the people that are like soaking it up and then you've got the people that continuously give. You're consistently giving to someone who's taking your energy and not giving anything back to you. You're both to blame. Needless to say, I started seeing those patterns with myself because I wanted to prove that I wanted something so deeply. And there's there's just an extent. There's a line that gets crossed when you're trying to prove those things and when you're becoming desperate. And it and I have definitely toyed with that line more times than I can count. So thinking to myself, these consistency levels, because of the lack of consistency, I crave 
a black and white answer. Crave it. Um, I know recently I was on the phone with someone (laughs) and they were saying that I tend to give ultimatums. This person who said that is very big on keeping an open mind. You never know what the future can hold. You never know what's going to happen. Take things day by day. And I respect that and understand that. But at the same time, I was trying to reiterate that because of the roller coaster ride of my life, constantly up and down, I need that black and white answer. I need someone to look me in the face and say yes or no. And it's hard for me to have open-ended possibilities. It's hard for me to sit there and say, yeah, well, I feel this way and you feel this way, so why the fuck don't we feel that way together and figure shit out? And then going back and saying, oh, well, not right now, but you never know what could happen. That is so hard for me. And I think that also tinkers on the line of being hopeful versus playing games. And I think that that is something that's really hard to differentiate between sometimes because you don't want to get played. Nobody wants to get played. Nobody wants to be on the back burner. Nobody wants to be someone's maybe, you know, and it's it's really difficult because I feel like I feel like everyone is judging so hard all the time, all the time. It's so uncomfortable. It's like it people want a say so on your life and they're not even in it like and even some people that are in it. It is not your life. A prime example, prime example My best friend Chelsea, like, truly has been my best friend for 17 years, and we have pushed each other's buttons. We've only really been in, like, one big fight, which is what I'm about to to speak on, but I have seen in her life inconsistency as well. I've seen, like, her struggle emotionally with choosing partners. I've seen her struggle with herself, you know, choosing herself, so... We can definitely relate to one another on that consistency factor and lack thereof. And I remember when her and her husband separated and she met her now husband, who I absolutely adore, love him. We, I mean, I can't even tell you how similar we are in a lot of things. And I wasn't even giving him the time of day because I was judging through what Chelsea had already been through. So, That's a whole different story for when she's on the show. But my point is I saw the inconsistency for her and all of a sudden she was done and divorced and then dating a new guy and then married all within a matter of like five months. And I couldn't comprehend it, could not comprehend it whatsoever. And then I met him and then I listened and then I opened myself up to not judging her and not sticking to what I thought was best for her, but listening to what she was telling me was meant for her. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle because we're always judging one another. Like I was judging my best friend saying, you don't need to jump into something. You don't need to do this. As she's telling me, you're not getting it. This is my human. And now 
now that I am around them and I see them and I am closer with them as a couple, I completely understand it. I completely get it. But I ruined, I potentially ruined our friendship. I did not. We're all Gucci. That's my best friend. A one day one. But I could have ruined her being in my life altogether because I was more concerned with proving a point and judging her and telling her what I thought was best for her rather than listening to her when she said what was best for her. And I think that's something that people are really conflicted with is being a consistent friend and inputting too much of your opinion. And by that, I simply mean you can be a consistent friend and you can look out for someone and you can tell them, hey, I got your back. I love you. This is what I'm thinking. This is how I feel. I don't know if you're ready for this. And you can be that person for them. But the second that you start saying, like, don't do that. That's stupid. That's terrible. Why would you get back with that person? Why would you marry that person? Why would you do that? You are, all you're doing is just digging yourself in a hole and creating an entire wall between you and that person. So if you want to do that, by all means, go for it. And that person will not be in your life any longer. There's going to be tons of things that you agree with or don't agree with that are are happening within the lives of people around you, people that are your family, your friends, you know, people you care about. But there is a difference between deeply caring about someone and expressing, hey, I care about you. I don't think this is a good idea. And then making them feel like shit for those decisions. I can promise you now, after the experiences that I've had, I have a couple friends that have had, oh Lord, like some of the saddest and uh, makes my blood boil situations with their ex-girlfriends and ex-boyfriends. And I just sit there and I'm like, dude, don't like don't like this is bad news bears don't do it but it's not my life like it's not my life and as long as those people are happy and they can legitimately say hey you know what this is this is what I want this is what's working for me I don't need to explain why I want this but you're either on board or you're not I think that's imperative I think we need to give the people around us, the freedom to make those decisions and back them up no matter what. And yes, there are things like if y'all are stealing together or I don't know, like domestic domestic abuse, Lord Jesus, domestic abuse. If those things are happening, like the worst extremes, yeah, get out, like help save your friend and do the right thing and and protect them and all of those good, noble things. But if you're just on the sidelines as a friend and someone's marriage is on the rocks and they are thinking about getting a divorce and then they're like, actually, we're working things out. Do not be the person who says, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? After everything she did, after everything she said, why would you do that? Hey, newsflash, people make mistakes. Welcome to Chino's Best. Yeah, people make mistakes. We're all fucking human. Are you kidding me? We're all going to say and do shit that we regret sometimes. We are all going to go into this journey of life 
and learn along the way. And if you're not learning along the way, you're doing something wrong. Practice self-growth, read a book, make a journal, whatever it takes. But if you are not growing and learning along the way with your mistakes, what are you doing? But do not be the person to tell someone that the decisions they're making are stupid. If they are following their gut, if they're following their heart, if they are going through and they're saying, you know, I've really thought about this and this is what makes me happy. Who the fuck are any of us to tell them that they should not do that if that is what makes them happy? Quit judging people. Quit going in and telling people you shouldn't do this because he did that to you. Yes, Gina, I'm well aware of what he did, but I don't care. I don't care. You need to be kind to people. Oh, well, are you sure? I mean, she really, really messed up. Yeah, she did. But it's not up to you. I could clearly go on for hours on that. I just, people need to understand that there's a foundation of those decisions. And when someone is trying to reach a consistency in their life, whether it's in a relationship with themselves, a relationship with someone else, a friendship, their job, when they are trying to get to a more concrete foundation of what consistency means to them, do not judge people. Do not sit there and tell them what they should or shouldn't be doing because maybe what works for you doesn't work for everyone. Maybe what works for them would not work for you. That's okay. That's fine. I just really hope that people can take a moment to dig deeper within yourself. You know, ask yourself, why am I struggling with this? Why can I not be consistent getting up, having a morning routine? Why am I not consistent in my actions and decisions saying, hey, I need to quit spending money, but what are you doing tomorrow night? Let's go to dinner. You know what I mean? Like be be more aware of your inconsistencies. And I think that's that's truly, you know, this beautiful season of life that I'm going through. And I was talking to my friend Sasha and she was she was saying, you know, consistency is big for you. You're you're going and you're putting out a blog every Wednesday. You're putting out a podcast every Thursday. There are going to be some people that are waiting for that. There are going to be people that are looking forward to that. And you have to make sure that you can deliver that level of consistency. And for me, it comes from a place of selflessness. Because at the end of the day, I could easily be like, oops, sorry guys, it ain't happening this week. Mm, my bad. I got really busy. I have this, that, and the other. I'm the busiest person I know, and I'm still going to find a way. Because it's not about me. It's not about, I don't get on here to <laughs> share all of these embarrassing things about my life for my own benefit. Like, some of this stuff is cringy. Like, I'm sure I'm going to listen to these episodes and be like, holy hell, why did I say that? I look like an idiot. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, whoa, simmer down. But it's not about me. It's about everyone else. It's about that one person listening to this being in a sense of comfort, in a sense of, wow, that's kind of where my life's at. I'm so happy that I'm not by myself in how I'm feeling. My blog is not about me. It is a platform where people can go and think. I want you to think. I want you to dig deeper into yourself. I want to inspire people to do a little more for themselves. You guys, I mean, you guys sit there and you send me the most beautiful messages 
the most beautiful voicemails, text messages, voice memos on Instagram, comments on the blog, all of these very kind and generous compliments. And I feel like I owe it to you. I feel like I owe it to people to say, hey, my life has been a shit storm at some points, but my God, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. I have learned so much. I am literally a walking, talking history channel of ups and downs of life. And that's a beautiful thing. And so I want to be consistent as a human being in my delivery. Do I still struggle, you know, having a morning routine? Lord, yes. I am a night owl. I have gotten the nickname from some, like just being the moon. Like people literally know that I'm up at night. That's when I'm most alive. That's when I'm in my feelings. That's when I'm feeling inspired. And so the morning is the death of me. I've got to open a window. I've got to put my phone in my bathroom so I can't hit snooze. Like I can't reach it. I have to physically get up to be able to shut it off. It's hard for me. But what's not hard for me is being consistent as a girlfriend, being consistent as a friend, being consistent as an employee, being consistent as a blogger. And what's the right term? Is it podcaster? Is that, I don't even know. I don't know. I guess I really should just have uh, my phone up and ready for Google when I do these. Um, But I just want to be consistent for everyone else. But at the same time, that's kind of, let's just mind blow everyone right now. My need to be consistent for everyone else is a clear form of my inconsistency on my inner self. I am not consistent for myself. I'm consistent for other people. And that's a problem. There needs to be a balance. So I'm finding that balance for myself while I'm doing these projects. I'm sitting here and finding out how I can be more consistent for my inner Chino while I'm being consistent for an audience who is consistent for me. How many times can I say consistent in five minutes? But I think it's really important. So at the end of the day, key things, find consistency in how you are acting as a person. Okay, be consistent in something. You want to be a consistent bitch? Do you, boo-boo. But be consistent in something. Be consistent in showing up to work on time. Be consistent in being kind to people. Be consistent in not letting your outside appearance reflect what's going on inside of you. There are many things that you can work on consistency with. Um, Focus on not only being consistent for yourself, and the outside world, but really tuning in to what consistency means for you as a human being. I know that I'm probably going to be a healthier human if I have consistency in my daily routine because everything in my life is so scrambled. Like, I don't know what's happening in my love life. I don't know what's happening with volleyball life. I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm going to make money when I bartend. It depends on the crowd. Things are very inconsistent for me. So I really need to make sure that things are consistent within me and that takes practice, that takes work, which is something that I'm working on and what up y'all, we can make this journey together. Also, stop being so judgmental of everyone. It is not anyone else's say so of what makes you happy. 
It is not anyone else's opinion that should hinder what you do next. If I could just tell you the things that people have told me in the past couple months of my life in regards to my job life, my love life, all of their opinions, I would be a bitter bitch. Like I would be hateful soaking up all of those opinions. And at the end of the day, I appreciate that people care about me, but it doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be consistent for myself in what I believe in, what I love, what I trust, my gut. Focus on you. Focus on what consistency is for you as a person and live by that. Stop judging everyone else. It is not your place. It's not your decision. It's not your life. If someone tells you that they want to do something, they're talking about their dreams. They're talking about a project. They're talking about their relationships. They're talking about buying a house, getting a dog, whatever it is. If they ask your opinion, say, hey, I really don't think that's a a great idea. Why do you want to do that? Offer them the opportunity to explain themselves because I guarantee you they just want someone to listen and try and understand where they're coming from, not for you to go around and tell them, that's fucking stupid, don't do that. Cool, it's not your life. Have a great day. And finally, I just want to say thank you to anyone, anyone that is listening to this. And I I truly, deeply say thank you Because you consistently are showing up. This is episode three. You know, like you keep showing up for me because I'm going to fucking show up for you. And we're going to do this together. Legit. And I know some people are listening to this and they're like, oh, she is a corn ball. Like she is cheesy. Lord, this girl, this little Indiana girl (laughs) talking about her problems, sitting on a couch in her bedroom. Yeah, but my problems are pretty similar to other people's and I promise you it's going to help someone. So if you're that person, I really, I hope you're having a great day. I hope that this spoke to you. I hope that it made you feel like things kind of make a little more sense. That's what I'm here to do. I want you to feel like things start to make a little more sense. Give you that sense of inspiration. Give you that sense of power. Give you that sense of connectivity within yourself and the outside world. So I hope everyone has a bomb ass day whenever you're listening to this day, night, whatever the case may be. And thank you so much for just being a part of this journey with me. And just remember consistency. It's huge. Feel free to shoot me your ideas on what you would like to hear on this podcast. But I also am really curious, like, what are you guys what are you guys struggling with consistency-wise? Or is there something that you're really good at when it comes to consistency and you're proud of? I would love to know. I would love to hear more about it. Maybe there's some things that uh, I can be better at and I honestly learn from people every single day. So shoot me your ideas, let me know. And I hope that this was valuable in one way or another and everyone can take something away from it. Thank you guys for listening to Chino's Best. Be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter pages at C-H-E-E-K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T and follow each week for new topics. Click the link in either bio and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and the blog. Special thanks to sponsors involved. And remember, you're not alone. I'll prove it.